Yes. Allergies. The pollen is here, and the best treatment might surprise you. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about allergies on Access Health Radio. Welcome in. I'm Mike Davis, and we'd like to acknowledge the companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home, with directly to your often at costs that are much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com and their new membership program at GoMD.Care. We would also like to thank a new sponsor for 2022, We Care Pharmacy in Apex. They have great customer service and will deliver in the local area, usually will with a matching price on any of your medications. Check them out at WeCarePharmacyApex.com. And then lastly, we'd like to thank Wake Family Eye Care in Cary, North Carolina. Dr. Badwan there does a terrific job of helping people maintain their eye health, and they're located at wakefamilyeyecare.com. And Dr. Forrest, we're always getting emails and other correspondence from our listeners that have questions about uh, a topic that we've covered, or maybe they want more information about your practice. Uh, How can they go about getting that? Well, first off, you know, after the show, uh, listeners can always go to WPTF.com and they can listen to an on-demand podcast there at WPTF.com and just look for that at the Access Health Radio at the top of the page there. You can also find a link to that at AccessHealthRadio.com. And if listeners want to know more about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, they can go to ACC, H-E-A-L-T-H, that's ACCHealth.com, or they can call 919-363-0190. Again, that number is 919-363-0190. And if there is a question that you'd like answered on the air, uh, we've had on several occasions where we've sort of had some shows where we would respond to those. Uh, send those in by email to accesshealthradio at gmail.com, or you can go to the website accesshealthradio.com and find contact information for us there. Please provide your identifying information and contact information information if you have a question uh we may want to do some live shows in the future may want to include you on those well dr forrest it's another yellow haze weekend across the area and blankets covering everything and many of us have all sorts of problems associated with that with the pollen and everything i understand today you're going to give us some information about seasonal allergies and some advice for what people can do about that Well, you know, I love the moderate temperatures of the spring and fall in North Carolina. Uh, You know, often the temperatures outside by midday are about the same as we keep the inside of our houses. However, the price to pay for that uh, great weather are the dreaded allergy symptoms that start to pop up. You know, during the fall, we've got ragweed and in the early spring, tree pollen, and then followed in the late spring and summer by grass pollen. And, you know, there are other allergies that come from things inside your house, like dust mites, pets, mold, and insects, that those are usually going to be worse in the winter. Uh, But today we're going to focus on spring allergies or what sometimes people call hay fever. So how do people know if they have allergy symptoms or if it's just a cold or a sinus infection? How can you tell the difference? Well, this is one of the most common problems with allergies is that they get diagnosed as something else. For example, I've had patients say on many occasions that they they think they've just gotten their twice per year sinus infection. 
Well, typically you don't get infections on a schedule. So often people do get really bad allergic rhinitis or hay fever. And what can happen is that can give you many of the exact same symptoms as a sinus infection or a cold. And then, but, you know, if they get misdiagnosed or misdiagnosed themselves, uh, you know, they may get improper treatment like cold remedies when what they really need is something to treat their allergies. And sometimes people even get misdiagnosed with sinus infections when what they've really got are, you know, these seasonal allergies, and then they get put on antibiotics that they really didn't need. So here's some key ways to know if allergies are more likely to be your problem. First, if they seem to be related to the spring or fall pollen cycles, it sounds obvious, but in the last few weeks, I've heard lots of people talking about the colds that are going around that their entire family has had for over a week. If that happens during a classic season, then that might be allergies. Also, colds almost never last over a week. So, you know, sometimes people think they have a cold that just keeps hanging on and will not go away. If, you th- if you've got a cold that seems like it will not go away, often it's actually that you're suffering from allergies. Another sort of interesting way that you can tell is sort of by counting your sneezes. You know, this is sort of a, a tip that I give medical students sometimes to when they're trying to figure out if somebody's got colds or allergies. You know, if you sneeze more than once at a time, it is almost certainly allergies. Uh, you know, whereas sometimes people will have a cold or a sinus infection, they may or may not sneeze. But if they do sneeze, a lot of times it's just, you know, one at a time. And when it's allergies, usually what will happen is you, you will have a sneeze and then you'll have another one within 30 seconds and then you'll have another one sometimes. But a lot of times you'll have at least two or three in a row. Um, so if you sneeze more than once at a time, it's probably allergies. The other thing is if you've got runny nose where it just seems to be running like crazy, like water's just pouring out, that's also probably allergies. And if you have symptoms that are on both sides of your face, like pain or pressure on both sides, that makes it more likely to be allergies, especially if it lasts longer than three days, than it does like a bacterial sinus infection or something like that. And fever is less likely with allergies, although you can have sort of a low-grade fever. Uh, But if you have a fever, you know, over 101, that makes it really unlikely to be allergies. So don't forget to count your sneezes. That's helpful. In addition to that, as if that's not a good tip by itself, it's time for our Access Health Tip of the Week. There are lots of treatments out there for allergies, but most people don't use the one that actually works the best. Steroid nasal sprays are very effective and now have been shown to be safe enough that even the prescription strength ones have started going over the counter, which has also brought the price way down. Typically, these uh, are going to cost about $15 to $20 per bottle, but that bottle will last up to a month. So next time, instead of reaching for a pill as the first way you treat allergies, the first thing to do is try something over-the-counter like Nasacort AQ or Flonase. It usually takes about 48 hours to really start getting those significant relief from these. So starting them as soon as you think you're getting ready to be sick or get allergy symptoms and continuing them each day throughout the season is what will make them work best. We'll be talking about the causes of allergies and what you can do to treat them. This is Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. We're talking allergies today. Dr. Forrest, what actually causes allergies? 
Allergies are caused really by your own immune system. And what happens is your immune system basically starts thinking that something you've been exposed to in the past might actually be harmful or some type of infection. And your body, in turn, makes antibodies to these substances, which we call sometimes antigens. When you're exposed to them again, your body unleashes chemicals called histamines to fight off what it perceives as a possible infection. And the histamines are one of the main things that cause these symptoms. This is the reason that one of the common treatments for allergies are medicines that block the activity of histamines or antihistamines. The problem is that these are minimally effective by themselves. Often, I will tell patients they can expect about a 25 to 35% relief from just the antihistamine products. So how can patients avoid allergies? Is there a way to do that? It is pretty impossible, uh, especially in North Carolina, to completely avoid allergens. They are almost everywhere. However, avoiding them as much as possible can cut way down on symptoms. So there are a few things you can do. First, despite the temptation to open the windows when the temperatures are nice outside, this really lets a lot of pollen you know, flow right into your house and your bedroom. Keeping the doors and windows, including garages, closed as much as you can will cut down on the amount of pollen that gets into your house. Second, usually counts for pollen are much higher first thing in the morning and when it's windy and dry. So try to avoid being outside at those times if you're particularly susceptible. And the other thing you want to do is avoid stirring up the pollen. Like, you know, it's not a great time to go out in the morning uh, when, when the pollen's out and start raking leaves or stirring up lots of grass clippings or that kind of thing, you know, doing that stuff during these peak times. And lastly, you know, make use of your climate control, both in your house and your car. This can really help. Most cars have a recirculate option that keeps the outside air out of the car and usually also filters the air that's in the car. That can make a huge difference in the total amount of allergens you get per day, especially if you're driving a lot. And in your house, uh, you know, you can put in special filters that catch allergens. Usually it'll say on the filters that it's rated for that. And they are more expensive and they do have to be replaced often to be effective, uh, but they can significantly help. So, Dr. Forrest, what are the best ways to actually treat allergies? Well, first, for most people, the nasal steroids are the most effective. They're roughly twice as effective as antihistamine pills. And people are often concerned about spraying things up their nose and possible steroid side effects. But, first of all, the amount of each spray is tiny. You know, it spreads that, like, one drop of that medication out into just lots of tiny particles. And so because it's in a topical spray, very little of that steroid is going to get actually into your bloodstream. And that's where you have to worry about steroids causing most of the side effects they have is the ones that go systemically throughout your body. And, and you're not going to get very much of that at all with these nasal sprays. Um, they're even considered to be so safe that they've now, the FDA has approved them to be over the counter in their full prescription strength. Uh, the downside is that some, some of these nasal sprays like Flonase will have some strong smells to them because of some of the additives, and that can also cause some irritation or nasal bleeding uh, due to a type of chemical in the spray. I personally actually prefer Nasacort AQ because it's water-based, it doesn't have a strong smell, and it's usually a little bit less expensive than the Flonase. Second, 
antihistamine pills, you know, have been a mainstay for years, uh, and they really do help, but they work best when you start them before symptoms, uh, you know, even start or at the very beginning of symptoms. And some of these can cause drowsiness and delay, you know, mucus draining out. So I tend to recommend the non-sedating antihistamines like Claritin. Generic name for that is loratadine uh, or Zyrtec, and the generic name for that is cetirizine. Um, but the cetirizine Zyrtec is a little bit more sedating than the Claritin uh, varieties. And that's one reason pilots aren't actually allowed to use uh, any of the antihistamines except for the loratadine-type products. Third, and these uh, treatments will require a prescription, are medications that block the allergy cycle, like Montelukast, more commonly called Singulair. Now, these work great but they are really more of a preventative. They sort of keep the cat from getting out of the bag. So, you know, you want to take those every day in allergy season. And they're also particularly helpful for those people who have asthma and allergies. And then another substance that works in a similar way is called chromalin. And there are some formulations of chromalin that are over the counter. And then also some that need prescriptions like the eye drops. Uh, and if you do have eye symptoms, if you've got itchy, watery eyes, and that's where most of your problems are coming from, you know, there are some prescription eye drops that contain uh, chromalin. There's also patinol and some others. And there's also, you know, nasal antihistamines that you can get um, that, are, that are prescription. And then there's some versions of those uh, that are over the counter as well. Um, if you're having, the main problem you're having is running, you know, your nose is just watering like crazy, there's a prescription formulation called ipratropium, and what it does, it literally only does one thing, and that's that it just cuts down on the amount of that watery stuff you're producing. Uh, the downside is uh, it has to be used several times a day, so it's not like the steroid nasal sprays. You typically only have to use those once a day, and with the ipratropium, which is meant to cut down on the running, you really have to use that you know, every few hours during the day. So... You know, another thing that's a non-medication way to get relief is actually nasal irrigation. So you're literally washing the allergens and the mucus out of your nasal passages and sinuses with something like a neti pot or one of these sort of nasal irrigation devices. These are very inexpensive. You can pick them up at most pharmacies. The only thing you need to do is make sure that the water that you're using in there to wash out your sinuses is sterile. You don't want to be putting dirty water or water that could have contaminants in it you know, up into your sinuses. So you can boil the water and then cool it down before you use it. Uh, you can use distilled water. Uh, and then there's also some, some additives sometimes that have some, make it a saline solution that you can also add to that. This is Access Health Radio with Dr. Brian Forrest. Dr. Forrest, if someone has tried the over-the-counter nasal sprays and the antihistamines, and they're still just not getting any relief, is there anything else they can try? Well, the combination of a nasal steroid and antihistamine together are very effective in most people. But some, some folks may require a decongestant spray like Afrin, uh, also known as oxymetazolazine. Now, uh, I always caution people about this medication because while they work incredibly well, you cannot use them for more than three days. They cause uh, severe rebound congestion. So while they will decongest you in a hurry, if you use them more than once or twice per day for more than three days, your nose will be stopped up all the time. So you want to make sure to follow the instructions on those and not use them more than three days. 
The other thing you can do if you're not getting any relief and you've tried all these other things is you can go see an allergist and get uh, tested and treated for specific allergens. And then the treatment for that can be allergy shots. And essentially what they're doing is exposing your system to that enough that it realizes, hey, this is not something I need to react against. But this can be a several-year process, and patients have to go through a fair amount of discomfort, cost, and a lot of routine visits to get this treatment. Uh, but it can be effective as sort of a last resort for people that have not gotten relief from anything else. All right. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. Straight ahead, we're going to discuss today's key points and our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week coming up. This is Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today as we talk about allergies. It's time now for our Access Health Trivia of the Week. You know, worldwide, uh, allergic rhinitis or hay fever affects between 10 and 30% of the entire population. And there's also, you can test for antibodies to see if people have essentially made allergy antibodies to things, to what we call these antigens, which which are the things our bodies respond to to cause allergies. And those are present in up to 40% of the population. So, you know, almost half of of us make antibodies against things we really necessarily don't need to, and that can trigger this. And in one recent year, you know, when you look at the number of people that actually went to see physicians for this problem, for uh, what was diagnosed as allergic rhinitis, it was 11.1 million visits in just one year. Wow, that is a lot. It doesn't really surprise me either because so many people are affected by allergies and hay fever. So I know this is a big topic for a lot of people. So what are the key things that we should take away from this week's show about hay fever and seasonal allergies? First, um, you need to suspect allergies instead of a cold or a sinus infection, you know, when it's this time of year. Uh, They are often the cause, especially if you have more than one sneeze at a time and if your symptoms last more than, you know, three to seven days. Second, reach for the -the over-the-counter nasal steroid sprays like Nasacort AQ as your very first line of defense. These take about a day or so to start working, so don't think they're not working if you try it once. But they provide roughly twice as much symptom relief as the -the over-the-counter pills and antihistamines. Next would be the antihistamine pills, and these are a great add-on. You know, if you want sort of double uh, improvement uh, with the antihistamine and the nasal spray, you can add this on. And the non-sedating ones tend to have less side effects. Those are the ones that pilots can take, which are usually loratadine or generic Claritin formulations. And nasal irrigation and avoiding the pollen as much as possible are sort of great non-medication ways to get some good allergy relief, too. So the last point I'd like to leave people with is don't suffer through. Uh, A lot of times if people have some allergy symptoms, they think, well, I'm not really going to worry about it. It's not that bad. But, you know, significant allergy symptoms need to be treated because they can trigger other health problems like migraine headaches, ear infections, bronchitis, and they can even lead to sinus infections. So you don't want to suffer through if you've got significant symptoms. Go ahead and treat it. Allergies and some great tips this week from Dr. Brian Forrest, as uh, that's all the time we have this week, Doc. Well, that concludes our show for this week, and hopefully you will be able to use this information to enjoy some of the best seasons of the year. Our scripture this week is from the Song of Songs 211, For behold, the winter is past, the rain is over and gone, the flowers appear on the earth, the time of singing has come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard in our land. 
Thanks for listening this week to the Access Health Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. Bless you.